What is going on? Hello, everybody. Welcome to Captivate Insider episode number 17. I hope you are keeping well and safe and that you're smashing through your podcast goals for 2022 so far. My name's Gary. I'm your host. I'm the head of design here at Captivate. And each week, I take you behind the scenes and chat to one of our team members, either about some features that we're working on, some tips and tricks on how to use Captivate, or some industry news, etc. This week's a bit of a techie one, a bit of a techie... uh, based show where I'm going to talk about post-production and podcast editing and some tips and tricks around making sure that you're selecting the right tools and software and some bits that you need to consider and a couple of tools that you can link to Captivate to make sure that you're streamlining your post-production workflow and saving some time there uh, as we always try to to help with that with with our podcasters making sure you're saving time and eventually money when you monetize your podcast and so on so I've got some some guidance around that stuff as well and I'm joined this week by Danny Brown, who I had back on the show, I think it was episode four or five, where we spoke about Danny's primary role here at Captivate, which is uh, heading up the podcast experience and user team and making sure that our users are all happy and making sure that they've got all the help they need uh, when using Captivate. Uh, but Danny is uh, a regular podcaster. He's been podcasting for, for donkey's years and, he's, and he has a lot of experience with this stuff. So I thought he'd be the, the best person to, to bring on the show and talk about that stuff. So before we get on to the interview with Danny, I uh, just want to throw a quick reminder out there that uh, the reviews for good uh, set up by Podchaser is still running. We've, um, we are one of the partners uh, with Podchaser. It's a really good initiative. Um, so every essentially every review that is left on a, pod, on a podcast over at podchaser.com throughout April, uh, they will donate 25 cents to the World Central Kitchen's um, campaign which is the chefs for ukraine uh, as part of the world central kitchen so that's very cool and we've partnered with them so to support this uh, any reviews that are left uh, on podchaser.com that are hosted podcast with captivate then we will match that donation as well up to a thousand dollars so it's a very very cool there's a few days left for you to do that but it's still running you've got up until saturday to do that so um, if you want to find out more about that you can head over to um, Podchaser, there's some information on the page there, or just do a search for hashtag reviews for good. And there's also some uh, information on our own blog about that. So head over to captivate.fm and head over to the blog, and you'll find some uh, more in depth information about that and how much of a good cause it is. So make sure you go and uh, go and do that and get your reviews in over at podchaser.com. So without further ado, let's hear that chat with Danny. Enjoy. Joining me on Captivate Insider for episode, what we're on now, episode 17, is uh, a guy that you've heard on the show before. His name is Danny, heads up our user experience team. How are you doing, dude? I'm all good, mate. I'm good. It's been a while since we spoke, I think. Well, I'd say Slack, obviously. Outside of our daily uh, bants on uh, on the old Slack at work. Yeah, it's been a while. I think you came on in one of the earlier um, episodes, I believe. Uh, I think it was episode, let's have a look, episode four where we spoke about our user experience values and uh, how you handle um, our sort of day-to-day, week-by-week uh, support stuff here at Captivates. So that was really interesting. That was very cool. So I've got you on for a different purpose, though. Mm. I have uh, dragged you kicking and screaming back on the show uh, to talk about some techie stuff. We rarely go into the tech side of things on on Captivate Insider. It's more um, sort of top-level talking to the team members around their decision-making when we're designing and developing features and how uh, we can, uh, how those features can uh, benefit our users and save time and and money and all that stuff. So, 
I thought it'd be good to uh, to dive into some of the, some of the techie uh, side of things. And I know that you're you've got an interest in that stuff because just remind me and our listener how long have you been podcasting for now? Um, officially, twelve years. Um, unofficially, um, five, four and five years. So you've got some. Uh, you've earned your stripes yeah. with this stuff. It's fair to say. Yeah, I, I'm the the Bill Murray of podcasting. Stripes. <laughs> <laughs> That's an old movie <laughs> reference there for anybody that gets it. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Okay, yeah. So, and I think across that time, uh, certainly since you and I have been working at Captivate, I've I've uh, spoken to you briefly, and I've overheard you as well in uh, conversations again in person and on our various Slack channels around different um, editing software and post-production stuff that uh, you've tried out over the years. So the theme, as our listener will know by now for this episode, is the the post-production side of things and how you can... We've got some tips and, and some little uh, tidbits for you, uh, but just some experience really from your point of view, and then we'll get on to some, um, uh, on, a, on a couple of tools that you can connect to Captivate that you can use to edit your podcast and then uh, trim down your workflow time and get it straight into... Uh, into Captivate and get your content out to the world. So, first of all, when you did start podcasting, either officially or unofficially, <laughs> many moons ago, uh, what was your initial thoughts on the post-production side of things then? Because uh, I don't know about you, but when I first started podcasting, and it's the same, we hear this even today, lots of newbies who get into it still focus on that front-end part. So, what microphone what microphone do I need in my recording environment? Do I need a, a boom arm versus a tabletop stand? All that stuff rarely get to forward thinking to the production side of things. So was that similar for you or did you make a conscious decision to like, right, I'm going to research that post part of it? No, I was um, I was really bad. I would just record and throw it up there, you know, gaps and all and like coughs and oh, it, just, it was horrible, mate. I, I listened back to some of these early ones um, from previous shows and it was just, it was terrible. So all I wanted to do was talk <laughs> and get it up and make the money, obviously, <laughs> which didn't happen. <laughs> Oh, I love that, mate. I, I was exactly the same um, when I first started podcasting, uh, again, a, a few years ago now. And um, it was just really ropey, <laughs> looking back on it now, uh, because I'd listened to plenty of podcasts, of course, in the run-up to starting my own podcast. And I thought, oh, it's not too bad. That can't be, <laughs> can't be that difficult, surely. You just record your vocals, put some music on, like you, make the money. Let's get the money here. And um, it wasn't until, I don't know if you've listened back to any of your early episodes, mate, but some of my early ones are are pretty ropey. Yeah. And I, I've, I've, I run um, uh, a podcast with our MD, our, your, our good friend Mark, who runs uh, uh, Captivate with Kieran. And years ago, we started a hobby podcast for DC Comics and DC stuff and all that. And uh, we thought it was the bee's knees at the time. But uh, I remember, sadly, it's no longer with us, that podcast. But when I listen back to some of the earlier ones, it was a, it was a train wreck. Some of them, mate. We had some really bad mics as well. But certainly the um, the post production side of things, I just went into it blind. I don't know about you, but I was just like, yeah, that'll do. And like you said, just throw it up and oh, terrible. Well, that's the thing. You see a lot of conversations online and videos, etc., about how to start a podcast. Um, and too many go with just the front end, like you say, mate. You know, uh, make sure your room's nice and. Uh, uh, treated which is obviously a, a great plus and bonus right away um, but then buy this super duper mic buy all these tech gears and what have you but they don't go beyond that saying okay now you've got that what happens after publishing or before publishing even um, so I think there's definitely like a, an education gap there on that mm -hmm. no I agree dude yep and we can both uh, 
we can both agree on that one <laughs> for sure. So in the early days then, what did you use to, to, to edit your stuff if you can remember? Was it a freebie or was it a paid thing? I think the first one was um, Audacity. Um, I took a look at it, and it, it's weird because I, I came back to GarageBand um, when I got like went Mac heavy, um, but originally I think it was Audacity, uh, and I just basically put. <laughs> I think I used ZenCaster at the time, and I got them to stitch together a recording. So I just had one recording, like one file to do. Which now that you know <laughs> better, no, don't do that. <laughs> um, so I got that done, and then I put in the Audacity and tried to do some basic like noise removal. But I didn't know what I was doing. I was like. I understood that I needed noise removal and needed this effect. So I just switched it on and didn't listen to it. And I made it too aggressive. So now I've got sharp cutoffs between breaths and stuff like that. So I'm speak, speaking like back headroom and, and, and it was just awful. You know, it was, just, mm-hmm. it was terrible. So yeah, Audacity first. I moved over to GarageBand because I, as I mentioned, I went in a Mac. Um, and it was only really in the last like, two years. I really sort of watched a lot of videos, spoke to a lot of people about post how to do it, what you should be looking for, et cetera. Mm. Yeah, so, good. Yeah, so um, we'll come on to those things in a minute, some of the more current tools and things that you've settled on. So back in the day, either Audacity or GarageBand or GarageBand, when you started using those to get your, um, to get sort of a consistency, I guess, um, with your episode sound, um, was there a time when you thought, actually, right, I've got this down now, I'm happy with with this, and I'm happy with how my podcast episodes are sounding, uh, did you just decide that was it and then just leave it for ages and you just you did that? Or was it one of those things where you might have it even now where you're just continuously tweaking and trying new things? I think at the time I probably thought, I'm done now. I'm good to go. Got my editing, got my post-production. I'm a pro now. I'm Yeah, we're sorted. And then when I listened to the episode through decent headphones, because at the time I still wasn't editing with headphones. I was just using the, the, the basic, you know, MacBook speakers. And it sounded fine. Or, or little weird pods, for example. Sounded fine, but then once I got decent headphones and listened back, I thought, crap, that's still not good. <laughs> um, so then I went back and I spoke to a couple of people and said, what's missing? And I, I took a, like a mini course, an online mini course about some editing tricks and what you should be doing, etc. Um, and so now it's continuously tweaking. There's like little minor things and I'll look for tools and little plugins that can help uh, a feature that I've not got. Um, and then I'll just ask, like, there's a lot of great people online and uh, the the Twitter podcasting communities, for example, that have got excellent audio, um, audio advice and editing advice. So I'll reach out to these guys. Mm, okay. Another good place, actually, for that stuff is Reddit. There's, uh, there's a couple of different subreddits that have got um, a bunch of cool people over there that suggest uh, plugins for um, all the sort of popular tools like um, Audacity still and Adobe Audition and Reaper, those sorts of things. <clears throat> yeah, so that's great advice, dude. And um, it, on on the subject of tools then, and this is, um, I guess, this is like the first bit of advice, I guess, for uh, anyone that's just signed up for Captivate and you're, you're, you're ready to rock and roll. You've got all of the platform side ready to go and you've got your mic and everything. Um, is the, the tools that you choose, and a bit like the equipment, I guess, uh, which does link into this question is, Obviously, you mentioned Audacity and gar- uh, Garage, GarageBand, <laughs> which are both freebies that come. Uh, so I think GarageBand still comes pre-installed with Macs, mm. I believe. Audacity is just a download, but it's freebie. Much like the equipment that you don't need to spend too much on to get yourself up and running, is there a- an argument to say that, yes, you should invest a little bit, even if it's a little bit 
towards some editing software or are people okay just to stick with those freebies and and get off the ground in that way yeah i mean i think the garage band gets a a, a bit of a downer uh, at times and i think it's a it's, it's a solid um editing tool for new podcasters or even you know uh, established podcasters i used it for a while so i think three tools they can do some excellent stuff so they can do the noise removal they can do you know, levelization and normalization for the the, the, the volume levels, etc. Um, if you want to get more advanced, then yeah, it, it 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 works out that it's worth investing in either a subscription to a platform or a one-off payment, you know, as a license or whatever, because they do have the extra stuff that can really help you automate a lot of the editing process as well, which GarageBand and Audacity can't really do. You still have to do some manual stuff, whereas stuff stuff like the, the the higher tier ones have all these built and we can do a lot of stuff automated right so i read you yeah so um so if you've just yeah if you've just signed up to captivate and you and you're like okay cool you know what what do i need to do to get my podcast sounding great now that i've got all the platforms sorted and so on um yeah dan is absolutely right i think you can probably get a, you can get by with doing the the bulk of it with some of the freebie tools and it's got um some okay uh you don't even need plugins to an extent they've got some okay sort of inbuilt processes there like you mentioned earlier things like sound removal and background noise removal um they can do that to a degree and normalization and making sure that your loudness is at um, the level that you need it to be and so on so i guess with the paid ones and the subscription-based things um that's really about dialing in your your sort of um, common uses, I guess, and just saving those processes so that you can just throw your audio file in or your MP3 or your WAV if you've recorded it, which you should be recording WAV, I guess, and then just going through the motions like that. So one thing that I do is I've got an effects rack set up within Adobe Audition that's got all of my um, sort of EQs and um, limiting and uh, DSing and all that stuff in there. So I throw my vocal track in there, run that. I might have to tweak it a little bit um, and then... Uh, it spits out of you know a much a, a, a much more produced high quality sound than one you know I just threw the wav in there. So I think um, especially for newbie podcasters, that's probably the thing to do is get the basics, like anything I guess, just get the basics down uh, and do some research. Would you say it's worth doing a bunch of research for things like YouTube tutorials and stuff like that to get your head around it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we have a blog post um, that we talk, you know we go through recording and editing and what to use, uh, some tips and tricks there. There's amazing resources online. Uh, you've got um, Booth Chunky, his YouTube channel is awesome, one of the best out there um, for you know getting the best from the microphone that you use and the auditing software. You mentioned Reaper earlier; he's got a whole course about setting up Reaper for podcasting and what presets to use, etc. So yeah, it's. It takes a little bit of time. You've got to sit down and watch stuff, etc. But it doesn't cost anything, um, and it will help make your podcast stand out from an audio point of view. Yes, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I think I've, I've seen a few of those videos from that guy. Is it guy with the big sort of curly hair and yeah, yeah? I, I can never yeah, remember his cool. name, but uh, yeah, he's awesome. Booth Chunky is he's awesome. Yeah, he's very cool. And you also mentioned our own resources, which is very cool. So if you head over to captivate.fm forward slash blog, there's a, a ton of articles there where um, Danny and Mark and the rest of the team have put together some very, very cool um, content on, on getting started with that stuff. So check that out as well. Um, okay, so in terms of post-production as a whole, um, what what would you say in, in your experience were the most challenging parts of that? So when you you know trying to get your head around 
stuff because when you do go on the hunt for for content to get your head around it and tutorials and so on you'll see that there are terms that are applicable to pretty much every bit of software that does this right so things like um, normalization leveling loudness you know all that stuff but then each bit of software also has its own kind of way of doing things like uh, uh, garage band which is like you said gets a bit of a bad rap but it does have all the basics there but then if you go up a step to something like Logic Pro with Apple, that's got a whole raft of additional stuff and then Adobe Audition and then some other things, Reaper and so on. Out of all of those things, was there anything that really challenged you that you thought, I'm never getting this, I just don't know what's going on, but then the penny dropped and you're like, actually, it was just that one tool or something like that? Yeah, I think you mentioned it yourself, Gary. That it's the different names for what are basically the same things or variations of the same thing. Um, but then understanding what you need to use and what you don't need because it's very easy you get a shiny new toy and you think i'm going to use all the plugins and make my voice sound amazing but then it gets robotic and you can hear it back you know you listen to the raw file and you listen to the finished version and there's a huge disconnect you do want it to sound a lot more polished and, and clearer and get that nice studio voice if you like but you don't want it at the expense of your natural tone natural voice um so i think for me it was understanding i've got all these plugins but Really, I only need to use maybe three um, where I want to do... I, I know a lot of editors have a, a set process where they'll do like noise reduction first, so they'll get the noise level uh, and the noise gate just right. Then they'll go, go and do a bit of compression and then a bit of EQ and then come back again and finish off with maybe a little bit of noise again or a little bit of EQ. And that's it's a very simple three-step process that a lot of them recommend. So for me, it was just understanding what I need to use versus what I don't that I'm currently using. And which tool can give me that? I, I was using, you mentioned GarageBand. I used GarageBand. I used Accusonis plugins. I used um, Scarlet Red Suite. I used uh, Isotope RX uh, Elements. And I had all these plugins coming in and they were basically cancelling each other out. So yep. that was getting my head around that. What do I want to use and how do I want to use it? And what software have you settled on at the moment then? What's your, your daily go-to at the minute? So funnily enough, and and I hold my head up and I, I reached out to the, the guys at Hindenburg and said, hey, you know what, I've wanted to use your tool for a long time, but I just didn't, it didn't work with the plugins I wanted and I didn't find the flow easy to go with. But that was just me. I was being like a, a, a Luddite, I guess. <laughs> so I was using GarageBand with the Accusonis Era Bundle plugin suite. Um, Accusonis got sold to Meta. So they're going to keep the, the license, like, you know, uh, per, perpetual. So you'll never have to renew it, but they'll stop support for it. So I may have to look at new plugins down the line for that. So it was GarageBand with Accusonis uh, Eero Bundle running into that. Now I've switched over to Hindenburg completely. And thankfully, Accusonis works with that at the moment. And that, that does my flow pretty cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. So Hindenburg is more of a... Um, it's weird, isn't it? Because it seems like with podcast editing software, um, there's quite a few tools that have popped up in the last few years that... You'd, you'd never heard of like it was only this time last year that i'd heard about hindenburg i'd never heard of it before but then when you go on the website or you go on to um like a um a, a reddit about that or some other resource it, it's been used by like tens of thousands of people for years but mm. they just it just hasn't permeated into sort of the mainstream everybody sort of seems to stick with the uh, garage band um, adobe audition and audacity those kind of tools but Hindenburg's really cool. So uh, before we move on, 
is it true is their marketing pretty true because they do claim that it's got like this auto noise balancer and removal and things like that is it all good it is yeah i was i was impressed with it so basically if you upload separate tracks they'll normalize the the volume across all tracks um so they'll make sure that everybody's at the same level they'll do some nice uh, compression and sort of noise noise reduction i guess behind it um and then you've got the opportunity to obviously add your plugin so you want to see a D-click, a, you know, a, a leveler, anything like that. Um, you can always add them in as well. Nice. Okay. Sounds good. And I think there's a, a really popular suite of plugins. I think it's by, I think it's called Waves. I think that's the name of the plugin suite or the company that does it. I can't remember. But yeah, if you're looking for some plugins, like a whole suite of things, then there might be one to look into. Also, listener, Danny makes a very good point and was going to mention this at the end when we have some... Um, any any tips or guidance for things like that we might as well jump to that now uh, is to figure out where in your in your flow to put those things so if you look at a bunch of tutorials there's um, a bunch of good ones also by a guy called mike russell from musicradiocreative.com he does a a, a whole bunch of uh, sort of uh, top level and in-depth uh, tutorials on that stuff and he uses in his software he uses the multi-track for example and he goes into some things like that around you know, applying these different EQing and compression effects to the different vocals, but then saving some of them for the master track. Like you don't want to do certain things the wrong way around and stuff. So Danny makes a great point with that stuff. Um, so in terms of some guidance, I guess, and some tips for uh, for different types of, of podcasts, so for newbies then. So if we ignore, like I said, the front end part of the workflow, just briefly for a minute with mic selection and all that jazz, um, any advice for the newbie podcaster who's um, really serious about their show, but very early on? So they've got a good idea for a podcast, so maybe one or two episodes in, but they really want to get growth happening really quickly and grow their listenership and get their content sounding as best as it can. But they've not yet dived into that whole world of audio editing. Any advice for the newbies, but a serious newbie? Yeah. So obviously we'd mentioned before, there's a lot of educational resources out there, so utilize them you know and then if, if you're part of the captivate podcaster uh, squad are we podcaster squads or are we captivators let's go captivators we'll stick with the captivators <laughs> but if you're part of that obviously we've got a great private facebook group full of like two three thousand podcasters in there at the moment and they're always sharing amazing advice in there so just ask people what i love about the podcasting space is people genuinely want to help each other so there's a lot of great advice that's how i learned as i asked people and they're very kind with their time um but there's tools out there that can automate some of the stuff for you. So if you don't know about uh, normalization or audio levels and why that's important, a great resource is Ophonic.com. Um, that's a free online platform. You can upload your audio files there and they've got four presets that you can choose. Do you want to normalize your sound? Do you want to level the voices? Do you want to do X and Y? And then they'll process it for you. You download the file and you can upload it straight to Captivate. So it's awesome. That's a good one, actually, or Phonic. That's been around for a long time. Mm, That's a solid yeah. tool, that is, yeah. I think they do, like, background hiss removal, and they'll, they'll, I think the other one is the they'll output the file to the correct loudness meter at, like, minus 16 lufts and, and all that jazz. So, yeah, it's a very cool tool, actually, yeah. I like Orphonic. And um, the uh, any advice, then, for sort of the... The, the audio content creators who have been doing this for a while now, like you and I, who, pota- who perhaps have got their their post workflow down to a certain degree. They're reasonably happy, but they want to take it to another level where they've maybe heard podcasts out in the wild. 
maybe you know podcast stories and they've heard how amazing it sounds and so on and they're like actually i want to get to that level any advice for the for the for the dudes that have been doing it for a while I think just continuously tweaking. Um, it's like anything with podcasting, you're always tweaking your marketing. You, um, you know, you look at your analytics, so you tweak your marketing based on that. Um, ask for feedback from your audience and, and just say, hey, you're the listeners, you're the guys that are listening to this all the time. Is there something that you'd like? Um, is it coming over too loud? Am I making sure that the ads that I might run are the same level as my edit, uh, episode audio? Is my music too overpowering when I do intros? All that kind of stuff. So it's just... It's continuously tweaking. Uh, I, I I edited a podcast uh, episode last night um, for a show that's going out tomorrow, I think. Um, and I had a little moment at the end. I was listening back to it afterwards, and I thought I nailed that intro because it just all the all the little <laughs> tweaks I made. It was just a nice flow and intro. So it's it's just continuously tweak, you know. And and don't be afraid to ask for feedback and and ask your audience and your listeners what does it sound like. That's very true. That's very true, dude. And in fact, I rarely hear that with podcasters, you know. I think a lot of podcasters who are rightly or wrongly, you know, they're happy with their sound and so on. That's cool. Very rarely do I hear anybody on a podcast say, or would also like some feedback on how this podcast sounds. You know, how can I improve? Uh, is Am I too boomy when you listen to it in the car? Is there too much low end? Or, you know, am I blowing your ears out? Because it's not, you know, whatever. So, that's a really good point, actually, dude. I'd, I'd not considered that for a while. So, yeah, ask your listeners. They're the ones who are consuming the content after all. See what they think. It's all good. So to finish up then with a couple of tools that you can connect to Captivate, it would be remiss of me mm-hmm. to not mention a tool that we've already mentioned, actually. I, f- I completely forgot that with Orphonic, you can actually link that to your Captivate as well uh, with our API. So when you're in um, Orphonic... Um, you can uh, go onto their external services page. You can hit Captivate. It will prompt you to log into Captivate, grab your API key, and that way, when you're when you're done processing uh, the audio file within Orphonic, you can then just push it over to Captivate, and away you go. So it's not so much an editing post production tool where you can do like the individual things yourselves, but as Danny mentioned earlier, it's a it's a solid tool to uh, to at least get you most of the way there and get all that stuff, get all the basics done. So that we do have a couple of tools, dude, um, that users can start using that will make their lives a little bit easier for editing and so on that you can connect to Captivate. What are they? Hmm. So one we actually just did a blog post this week about, um, Alitu, which is a really cool tool from Colin Gray over at um, thepodcasthost.com. I had to remember that. I apologize, Colin, <laughs> if that, <laughs> if that I paused there. Um, but Alitu, yeah, you can record on it. You can do multiple recordings. So it kind of does the same as what a Zencast or a Squadcast does for remote recording. But then you can edit it and master it inside Alitu. And then because of the direct connection with uh, Captivate, as soon as you're ready to either publish that or make it a draft episode, hook that on over to Captivate and it's ready for you to go in and add your little show notes or anything else that you want to do, you know, from the Captivate side. And uh, we also have uh, Descript, which we've had an integration with these guys for a while now. And Descript's an awesome tool. Very cool approach that Descript takes. So you can use it as a recording tool, an editing tool, and a mastering tool, etc. as normal. And a transcription tool, which is awesome. You know, podcasts and transcriptions, you know, go together so well. Um, but it does a really cool thing where you can edit it like a Word doc. So if you've got your audio file uploaded, it'll bring up the transcription or the the, the spoken ver- or the written version of the audio in front of you. And any edits you make to the words will remove that or change that inside the Descript audio file. 
and it's got a really cool feature uh, called overdub where it learns your voice and you can actually type in certain sentences and it'll use a replication of your voice to insert that sentence so descript's a really cool tool and again integrates directly with captivate so you can push the audio file over you can pull the transcript in and you're good to go that's scarily good descript yeah the overdub feature it's very cool so yeah a couple of um, tools there captivate listener that you can plug into captivate so check out ala2 that's like a whole editing uh, suite uh, online in your browser that you can do your your audio stuff in and then uh, as, as danny said you can push that straight to captivate and the script so if transcription is your thing and it probably should be if you're a, a serious podcaster then uh, Descript is one of the, the best tools out there to do that stuff. And again, you can just plug it into Captivate and uh, and away you go. So some really cool stuff there. Uh, Danny, thank you very much for um, for taking the time out of your day to, uh, to uh, chat to me about the post-production side of things. So just to recap then, uh, you can go pretty much dive into the deep end, um, but just make sure you've got the basics down. So like you did, jump onto something like GarageBand, Audacity, just get all the basics done. But then when you start to get your head around it and you've got some uh, some time to research some uh, pretty much, you know, not super advanced, but some more advanced things that require some some paid for software or something like that, then go into that and ask the community, you know, watch tutorials, do your research, check out the Captivate blog for all of the um, the guides and all that stuff. And um, and uh, uh, have a look at those tools that we mentioned as well. So Orphonic, uh, Descript, Analyty. Uh, to save you time in your workflow because essentially that's what captivate tries to uh you know get your head around is sort of you know being more um sort of savvy with your workflow so that every single week or however long or you know your, your podcasting release your uh, schedule you're not wasting time every single time and that sort of accumulates to sort of wasted time over months and years we're very much about saving you time so when you start to monetize that then saves you money and you're a happier podcaster all around i think it's fair to say so some great tips and advice there, buddy. Thank you very much again for taking the time out of your day. It's been great to chat to you as always. You're welcome. I'm looking forward to the super mastered version of this going out. Do you know what? I was uh, As I was typing up the notes for this, I was thinking, well, this has to sound really good now. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a, I come across as a bit of a fraud, I guess. But um, yeah, so thank you for the added pressure. And I can't wait to get you back on and we'll chat about some other podcasting stuff. So thank you very much. Sounds good. Take care. Such a calming voice, hasn't he, Danny? Oh, such a cool guy as well. You can see why his podcasts do very well. Such a sort of quietly confident, uh, calming voice. So, yeah, now you need to wake yourself up a little bit now that you've listened to uh, to Danny talking and so on. Um, but thank you very much to, for taking the time out of your day, Danny. It's, it's been really informative and very cool. Some great advice there for, for podcasters, newbies and experienced podcasters alike who want to get into... Uh, get a bit more serious with the post-production side of things and uh, choosing your tools and your apps and your software or if you've been doing it for a while you know some some tweaks and some changes to make and also don't forget to to connect a couple of the tools that we mentioned so Descript or Phonic, Alitu you know have a look into those things connect them up to your Captivate account and save yourself some time in your podcast workflow. Until next week, remember to follow this podcast on your fave podcast app of choice. We put a new episode out every single week where you can go behind the scenes. I grab a team member out of their day and we talk about the stuff that we did today. So this week it was around some text-based stuff and some industry-wide things. Uh, or it could be a deep dive into one of our features and maybe one of the developers and how they uh, designed and their decision-making process with developing features and so on. Uh, or it could be Mark, our MD, talking about top-level 
industry stuff and approaches and some advice for for podcasts in general and so on. Uh, so we've got some great content that lands every uh, single week here on the podcast. And also we have our sister newsletter as well that you get when you sign up to Captivate. And recently they did an article on uh, podcasting on YouTube, which is a really interesting subject and something that kind of goes up and down uh, within the industry. It sort of gains traction for a bit and then it levels out and then it becomes popular again. So this is a really cool one. So it can be a great way to grow your audience, etc. It's another avenue. It's another content um, location to attract more listeners to your podcast and so on. But it does come with sort of a few bits and bobs that you need to be aware of uh, so that you're maximizing on that additional content and reach and so on. So that's also backed up by, again, our very cool blog. You can read the article on that. So captivate.fm forward slash blog forward slash podcast hyphen on hyphen YouTube and get some information around that big old beast of a subject. And lastly, if you're not using Captivate yet to power your podcast, then you can do that with a free trial. Just head over to captivate.fm. You can sign up for seven days completely free. All of our features are available to you. Nothing's locked behind uh, some weird paywall or anything like that that you have to unlock Uh, with a full account just try everything out i'm sure you'll be impressed with our feature set and all the things that save you time uh, within your entire podcast workflow not just your post-production stuff and if you host a podcast elsewhere and you're looking for a bit of a change and seeing what's out there it's really quick and simple to bring your current podcast over to captivate and make use of all the features there again within the free trial so seven days completely free over at captivate.fm Until next week for episode 18, take care of yourself and happy podcasting.